Welcome to Outside the Box, a mental health initiative striving to end the stigma surrounding mental health. On this week's episode of Outside the Box, I'm in conversation with Kylie McGrain Zarnock. She's the founder and executive director of a Moment of Magic Foundation. She's also a mental health advocate and content creator who's amassed more than 100,000 followers across social media. She's going to share her story of what happened in 2014 when she started this incredible idea, and she's with us now. Welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm so glad you joined me because when I heard this whole story of how you started this foundation, as I mentioned before we started, um, you have created such a meaningful initiative to get all different generations, especially really college students involved, but you're touching lives in so many ways. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So take us back to December 2014 when this all started. Absolutely. Um, so I grew up outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania in a town called Wilkes-Barre. And I grew up in a really close-knit family and close-knit community. My parents are both teachers. Um, so a lot of my day-to-day life, especially when I was before school, um, I would spend time with my grandparents and they ended up being my closest friends. Um, and as I looked to college, I always just had this dream of going to New York City. It was like the most magical, beautiful place where dreams came true. So I started applying to schools in New York City my senior year of high school. And during that time, my grandparents were actually both hospitalized long term. So oh, no. um, They were separated. They were in two different hospitals and for two different reasons. But I would always go to them and try to figure out how to make them feel more comfortable, how to make them laugh, how to feel a little bit normal. So I would do all of these kooky things. So I would decorate the rooms for the holidays and put jingle bells on the bed and bring in a Christmas tree. I would bring in favorite snacks and like sneak in McDonald's um, (laughs) and became kind of a signature is anytime I had a big event, whether it was a school dance or a prom, I would actually come into the hospital in my gown to see them because it wasn't a big milestone in my life without making sure my grandparents were involved. That is so um, sweet. Oh my gosh. Thank, that feels. Thank, thank you so much. Um, but you know, that was just a really big part of my life. And as I started my freshman year of college in New York city, moving away from home, my grandparents who were married for 65 years passed away within two weeks of each other that first oh, month of me being Kylie. Oh. Yeah. And I think when you have moments like that, where you have this really big hole suddenly in your life, you try to figure out how you can honor that memory and that amazing experience that I had just having them in my life, but also trying to figure out how to keep their memory alive. So it right. was something that I just started on is, you know, what can I do to kind of honor that memory and those really special moments that we made? So in 2014, it was kind of the height of the frozen phenomena, Mm. but my mom made a passing comment to me and was like, oh, you kind of look like Elsa from Frozen. And, you know, I'm sure you've had these moments too, but those little epiphany moments where it just clicks, like what if I did this? Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to start visiting children's hospitals dressed like Elsa. Um, and it really was a moment that changed my life and spurred really the catalyst for the organization. Amazing. I mean, 
the joy you must have experienced on these kids' faces was just probably unbelievable. It, it really was. I think, you know, one of the beautiful parts of the organization is you realize how little it can take to make someone else's day better, but what a mm -hmm. profound impact that can have. Yes. It really take too much energy to put on this costume, to put on my makeup and to go to the children's hospital. Um, but for some of those kids, you know, that's the first time a stranger came into their hospital room and treated them like a kid and sure. not like a patient. Yeah. Um, and being able to see that kind of impact has a profound impact on the children that you're meeting, the families you're interacting with, but also on the volunteer. And it really became all I wanted to do and all I talked about. It's beautiful. So you. now you're, you have more than 1300 college student volunteers from over 30 colleges and universities. You're partnering with over 300 hospitals, NPOs. H how did this expand and grow like this? <laughs> yeah, I think best part about this organization is it was never created to become a business. It was really a passion project for me. And mm -hmm. I think because of that and how beautiful the mission is and how organic it really came together, people fell in love with that idea of this really simple mission and they wanted to get involved. So we would start with having students at my school, at my college and university in the Bronx, New York, getting involved in the activities that we were doing and then posting about it on social media and organically their friends from other colleges were saying things like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I want to be involved. It's great. Um, but Really, when it came to how we grew so quickly, we had a video that we used to post. We used to do like vlogs. So we'd go to the hospitals, we'd film the behind the scenes and we'd post it on the internet. Okay. Um, and we had video go insanely viral. It was like 65 million views. Wow. Um, and that just changed the trajectory of the entire organization. Amazing. And you Thank must you. hear from parents too, how you're touching their kids' lives because it's so scary for kids to be in a hospital. Yeah, you know, it's really scary for parents to see their children not acting like themselves. Right. And I think so little control in those situations and you want to do whatever you can to help your child thrive through those experiences, mm -hmm. but also to see them smile, to see them play. That brings such an innate sense of joy to the parents because that's often one of the first things that's taken away. Um, you know, you really see these kids become patients and not people. Mm -hmm. And I think for the families, we're able to give them an experience where they can take a deep breath and say, my child still has that personality. I get to see them play and laugh and have these experiences that, you know, cancer or other circumstances have taken away from them. Yes. And as you said, this wasn't started to be a business at first. And when you think about the power of kindness, what does yeah. that mean to you? I think it really goes back to how we have to create moments that are thoughtful and intentional, but they don't take that much effort. It really is simple to make a big difference in someone's life. And it might be as simple as, you know, holding the door for the person behind you instead of letting it drop right in their face and saying, I see you, I'm, yeah. I'm being conscientious of you. And I, I want to help you out and make this easier to asking people, how are you doing? How are you really doing? Like mm -hmm. I want to hear doesn't always have to be this big life-changing um, mission or organization. It's really just these intentional moments where you're able to create that connection that really is powerful. 
Uh, I love how you said, how are you really doing? A lot of the work I'm doing on Outside the Box, we're asking students specifically, how are you really? Because yeah. a lot of times they're not asked that question. And we've done poster boards and different activities outside to engage with them. And we've even uh, received flower donations. That's a new thing from all these amazing businesses from Trader Joe's to just everywhere. So I love that you're asking that question. It's a very important question to ask because a lot of times people go through their day and they're never asked that even as adults. Yeah. Or we ask it just to expect someone to say, Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Mm -hmm. And it's this level. So that's why I always say, you know, asking it twice, how are you, how are you doing? How are you actually doing? How are yes. you really? Yes. I'm um, not fine. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, in there I'm doing okay same mm -hmm. old mm -hmm. um you know if we can get past that surface level that's where the real good stuff happens yes. um so it's 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 taking that concentrated effort you have to make those decisions you have to make the effort there yes now you and I had talked about this here we had the pandemic yeah and everything was shuttered in 2020 mm -hmm. How did you keep things going? Because I know you did. And you mentioned how students were not about to just throw in the towel. Yeah, I think it is so interesting. You know, we, I always go back to this. We all thought it was going to be, what, two weeks, a mm -hmm. month? We didn't know. Right. Um, for us, our entire business model changed. Like everything changed because our business model is we engage college students on their campus or university to go into children's hospitals to provide the service face-to-face. -face. Well, now college students can't be on campus. They have to be evacuated. A lot of them went on spring break and just never returned. They graduated. They had to stay home. They had to take remote learning classes. And then hospitals were not allowing visitors, and some of them still are not allowing visitors to the same capacity. So we had to figure out how to navigate that. So what we really decided to do was say to our volunteers, because they power the mission, what do you think we should do here? Because we want to continue serving this community. We want to adapt. We want to pivot, but we can't do it without you. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And we were really, I, I don't want to use the word amazed because the volunteers that we have are so remarkable and such amazing people that I wasn't surprised by their response, but I think we were so grateful for it where they were saying, you know, no, this is giving us control to be able to say, we have no control of what is happening in the world, but if I can spend two hours a day on a FaceTime with a child who's going through chemotherapy in a hospital where things are extra scary right now, then that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so really our volunteers took every expectation we had and raised it tenfold to ensure that the organization continued. Which this is such a beautiful story you're sharing. And I want to tell you that in the conversations that I've had with college students who felt so isolated, it would have yeah. been incredible if they had this to get them out of bed in the morning. Yeah, it gave them a purpose when mm -hmm. otherwise they were stuck behind their computer screens trying to figure out remote learning. Like we were all learning together and there were certainly um, paths or um, lessons learned the hard way or things we realized, oh, this isn't working this way. So let's pivot and change it this way. Um, but I think giving them purpose and community really had a profound impact, not only on them, but on their communities as well. Yes. They were it might sound small and silly, but putting on this dress is making a difference for a child that now can't even see anyone's faces in the hospital. You know, yes. everyone has their 
on, yes. I get to see a familiar face. They get to see Cinderella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I agree. And I think I saw a video too, where, um, you know, there's such this strong bond. I'm sure, you know, here, I know nurses, doctors struggled so much in the pandemic. It was, mm-hmm. it was horrific what happened, but to have someone else kind of intervene with a patient to maybe lift their spirits because you're so burnt out and having to manage so much is wonderful. Well, you know, one of the stories that I love is I have a friend that was literally in the front lines here in New York City, and she works in pediatrics. Um, She works in the ICU, and she had a patient that was going through a really difficult experience. She was our first ever aerial. Now she's a pediatric ICU nurse, so she's not as involved with the organization in the character capacity, but she reached out and said, my... uh, my patient loves this specific character. Is there anything that we can do? And she got to see the other side of it where she couldn't bring in visitors. They couldn't do special events for their patients, but just a phone call and nurse Fallon knowing this princess, I mean, it made such a difference for that family and for that child. And I think for Fallon, it reminded her of this is the power that happens when we create these kinds of communities. When we provide that holistic care, she's providing excellent medical care to these families, but now she's also able to provide them opportunities that support their mental health um, and make a child laugh and make them feel special, which really does make a difference. Beautiful. So how many states are you in? Are you primarily East Coast? So we have chapters across the country. So we have UCLA and Cal State Fullerton and California. We go up to Gonzaga, University of Portland, and then crisscross across the United States. Um, Every year we add new chapters and are looking to grow because if we can create new chapters and new states, we can reach more children. Um, So we have provided services in all 50 states, but I would say right now our chapters are mainly located, I would say approximately 20 different states across the country. Beautiful. Thank you. Are you looking to um, grow even more? I mean, I want to have it in so many states across the country. Yeah. Yeah. Our goal is always to never say no. We never want to say no to a family. So if we can't get there in person, we offer those virtual services. But our our goal every year is to grow the amount of chapters we have and where they are, because that face-to-face interaction really makes such a big difference. So if you're a college student listening to this, definitely check out our website, amomentofmagic.org backslash apply um, to join this amazing community and to make a difference in your area. That's so fantastic. I want to mention too, there's, there's a tremendous power in intergenerational connections. So, yeah. you know, you have this college student engaging with, you know, a five-year-old um, yeah. and the, I'm sure you're changing the trajectory of college students' lives. So maybe they're considering going into the medical field. That's one of the best compliments I can receive is, you know, when I hear from a college student where they say, I didn't have a community on campus, I couldn't find my friends, I didn't find my footing until I found a moment of magic. Mm -hmm. And it might be that they found their new future roommate or a new best friend. Or I hear sometimes you made me consider becoming a social worker or becoming a teacher or a nurse. You want inspired me to become a child life specialist. And I didn't know about what that position was until I found the organization. And I think that, again, it just shows these really simple moments can have this really big impact. You bet. Anything else you'd like listeners to know about you and your organization? 
Um, I, I would love to share a little bit more about um, an upcoming project we have, which is our yes. book. Yes. Yeah. Please. <laughs> So we had a really exciting project that we've been working on for the last few years. Um, so with the organization, we typically portray a lot of famous characters and superheroes, people that are typically put in front of our kids at a very early age, whose stories we all know. But while we were doing that, we really noticed this big gap in terms of representation, right? You don't typically see a character who is a princess that doesn't have hair because she's fighting cancer. You typically don't see a superhero that uses a wheelchair. You typically don't see a lot of representation in terms of having a character with Down syndrome. But those are the children we're meeting. Those are the children we're working with. So we worked collaboratively with our kids and with our volunteers to identify where are the gaps that you're seeing right now in media and how can we help create those stories instead of waiting for them to be told? So we wrote our first ever children's book called Your Magic. Um, and essentially that's exactly what it is. It's about, you know, physically and visually representing our community, but also showing them that they are not just their circumstance. They are not just their cancer or just their ability. Um, what makes them magical and what makes them special is who they are as people. So maybe they're really creative or a good friend or a good listener or incredibly intelligent. Those things make you unique and those things are powerful. And when you share those things with the world, that's what makes a difference. I love the book. Thank you for sending me a review copy. I loved it. Tell me about the illustrations. Yes. So the illustrations, the whole book is so colorful and vibrant it because really that's is. really the from the organization is just how beautiful and bold and colorful it is when we share ourselves with others. Um, but what I love about the illustrations themselves is we had a phenomenal illustrator who is a college student herself. Her name is Estella, um, Estella Patrick. She's incredibly talented, but she actually started using art as a coping skill because she was hospitalized long-term as a child. Um, so she really leaned into art as a way to express herself and being able to collaborate with her on this project project and inspire other kids to do the same, I think is so powerful. Um, so she was just an amazing collaborator to work with on this project. I cannot believe she's a college student. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Amazing. When people see this book, they're going to be blown away that she's very, very talented. Oh my gosh. She is so talented. And I am, um, I'm a very detail-oriented person. It was really important to me that we got the costumes down. And, you know, one of our characters has, like, sparkly freckles and the mm -hmm. eye color and the way that their demeanor was was really important to me. Um, and she was so willing to lean into that and to collaborate and make that vision come to life because she took the things that I saw in my head and put them on paper in a way that is more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. I love that. So where can people get a copy of the book? Yeah, so the book is on sale wherever books are sold. You can visit our website, a momentofmagic.org backslash your Y-O-U-R magic um, to check out our events and exclusive merchandise. But you can pre-order a copy of the book. It is so helpful for us to show bookstores and our publisher that people want books like this. Um, so definitely pre-order it now, Amazon, wherever books are sold. Fantastic. And any events coming up in New York that people can attend? 
Yes. So we have an in-person event in New York on August 21st. It will be at Wildcard New York City in Midtown. It's a really, really beautiful venue. Tickets are extremely limited. So definitely, if you're interested, come check it out. It'll be a great event. We have a, an amazing bookstagrammer, Artavia, who will be there doing a Q&A um, with myself and getting to learn more about the organization. Then we actually have a virtual book party the day of the release, which is August 22nd. So no matter where you are, you can join and we'll have some really fun giveaways and behind the scenes of the book. Fantastic. And can you give your website? Yes, absolutely. So the organization's website is a momentofmagic.org and you can find me at kylieloren.com. I want to wish you the best. I mean, I can't wait to meet you in person at some point. I won't make yeah. it for August, but well, maybe in <laughs> September, but this is phenomenal. I mean, this must feel like this was all meant to be from your loving relationship with your grandparents to who you were growing up to this is just beautiful thank you i i really appreciate that i think for me it never is lost on me what a privilege this is every day i feel so lucky to do the work that we do and to collaborate with the amazing people we get to work with um so it, it really just is a dream and this book in and of itself is a dream come true well congratulations Thank you so much. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Outside the Box. We're spreading knowledge and compassion through podcasts, social events, and resources. Outside the Box is committed to facilitating real conversations about real issues that people struggle with every day. I hope my movement will not only inspire you to seek the help you need, but also help you learn the importance of self-awareness, mindfulness, and self-compassion. Want to be a guest on Outside the Box? Drop us an email at info at otbseries.com. We drop a new episode every Thursday. And you can check out our socials at OTB Series. For more information, visit otbseries.com.